Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay. I'm joined today by Simon Bykowski. Hello. You just take a big sip of tea then. I should have planned that better. It's fine. It's cold water, actually. I mean, was Simon it? knew you were coming to him, so Simon should We've not introduced you yet. Right. The I, listeners won't know who that was. That was Tyrone Marshall. Yeah, I thought I were going to Ty first. That's thought, thought I was safe to have my water. <laughs> I've just not Nobody's seen... Nobody's safe anymore. That's the lesson. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've just... I've not seen many people drink water out of a mug. No, and it's an interesting approach. The other interesting approach is the fact that he doesn't hold the mug by the mug handle. Yeah. Mm. Especially when we have lots of glasses in the kitchen. Yeah. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick, what can I say? We are filling time on this podcast. Unless you we are. Well, <laughs> as you will all be aware of, I mean, you could be listening to this in the future. Who knows? This could be an archive, a relic, a time capsule, whatever <laughs> you want it to be. Um, football is postponed for the mo- meantime with uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, coronavirus, etc. Um, today's podcast is just sort of an update as we record this on the Monday what date is it Monday 16th. the 16th of March 2020 it's like we're broadcasting out of space or something isn't it <laughs> um, yeah this what what's happening now we're going to discuss that in this podcast like we said as ever if you've got any questions for the future podcasts over the future weeks we're going to need them because this barrel <laughs> as you can tell is being scraped beyond belief um, we've got the Talking City Facebook page uh, so feel free to post on there with any questions you've got coming up and of course across our social media channels as well there'll be future opportunity for questions but for today we're going to talk about what we know so far of course the caveat is there's going to be a UEFA statement and the Premier League statement scheduled for the week ahead so things will change quickly things might be outdated by the time you listen to this but uh as we record this on the Monday, Sai, the outbreak, it's left us all in a bit of a flux. I'd... Yeah, the the whole footballing world is in flux and you'll have heard about a million things that could happen because the Premier League and UEFA and everyone have had to come up with a million different solutions to a problem that they don't know the answers to Um we sort of all happened a flurry of activity on last Friday. So you had the City and Arsenal game called off because Mikel Arteta and some of the Arsenal staff had um, been into contact with Olympiacos. And, but everything was still going ahead uh, until, yeah, Friday when all football was cancelled and... We don't know what's going to happen, really. Um, the, the plan so far is that the Premier League will resume on April the 4th or 5th, which will be City-Liverpool. Um, and the games that are being not played in these weeks will be sort of squeezed in somewhere, either the current season or also kind of extended beyond the realm of the current season. But decision on whether to delay the Euros and the Champions League and whatever still to be made to be made this week Ty anything to add on that <laughs> no that is factually what is happening I would I would agree wholeheartedly with that and from a personal point of view 
what do you think is the best solution at the moment in terms of the Premier League specifically going ahead? I think there is only one solution and that is the season has to finish. I can't see any other option for the Premier League or the Football League for a number of reasons, really. Um, can we have those reasons? Yes, <laughs> you can. Um, well, the obvious issue of it's a 38-game season or a 46-game season, those are in the rules at the start of the season. You can't stop the season now and award promotion and relegation. And there's been a lot of like social media banter and stuff about Liverpool and the title. That To me, that's a complete red herring. I think if the season was abandoned... It wouldn't surprise me if the Premier League clubs voted to give Liverpool the title anyway, given how far clear they are, and that's the one issue that's that's sewn up. I think discussion about that's a red herring. The bigger issue is who goes down. Those, If you've relegated those three teams now, they're not going to accept that. Leeds and West Brom are going to accept not being promoted. There's talk of having a 22-team season next year, but then the teams in the playoffs are going to say, well, we've not had our chance to go up. What about League One, League Two? Further, you go down. You just The season has to finish at some point. And the other issue is that broadcasters have paid for... X number of games over a season and they've paid billions of pounds for it the, if you finish the season now you're probably looking at 45, 50 live Premier League games that aren't going to get shown at some point now is obviously not the time for them to do it it's only really Karen Brady who's using this for her own ends at the moment but at some point Sky and BT are going to say we've not had the games we paid for we need some money back our subscribers are getting pretty annoyed subscribers have walked out we are due money back that let's be honest that that TV money has been spent. Clubs have spent that money. Clubs budget for that money. A lot of clubs have probably taken a loan out against that money. So th- those those games have to be played and have to be on TV at some point, whether it's in June and July or May or even August or September. I think they just have to be on TV. I can't see how they can't be. And then the Premier League has to reimburse the broadcasters and it's going to cause absolute financial chaos, isn't it? So I think... I think pretty much the only solution is the season has to finish and the season finishes when it finishes. And then from there on, you find out, you work a way around of what happens with next season in the Euros. Yeah. 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 The, the whole Euros just seems like, I mean, I guess a good thing this week is that you wait for their statements supposedly coming out on Tuesday. It'll be first once we know what's happening well, with the, that. You, yeah, you wait for a meeting with representatives from the clubs, the leagues and the players. So, because there's so many issues that are, going up like what about players that are out of contract yeah. this summer what about players out of contract next summer and of course you've got, also got players who have stipulations in their contracts you get a renewal if certain things are achieved yeah. you get a playoff but say promotion. you know Leroy Sane is out of contract next summer so what if like you postpone the league and then play it later so you don't have a transfer window and then it, mm. it, it, you're talking like December and suddenly Sane it's the end of the season but Sane's got six months left on his contract so you know do you do you get temporary deals for these players? Do you knock it? There are so many things, and like Ty said, with Liverpool, almost doesn't matter. Um, but it's it's your teams that are going down, and it's even like your Sheffield Uniteds and your Wolves that could be stopped from getting um, Champions League. Which we make a big song and dance about how the the league is the best thing, and where you deserve to be after 38 games is is where you uh, is a mark of how good you've been and to say that oh you three teams are the worst in the league after 26 so you're going down it'd just be so so cruel and you think about like Sheffield United last time they were in the league and all the farce around West Ham there will be a lot of legal challenges and clubs looking into things like that if certain situations happen 
Uh, and like I said, I saw on Twitter one City fan say, well, it's like ending the City QPR game in the 90th minute. Yeah. It looks like City aren't going to win a league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score two I, I, I would write off next season, probably. And just have this season longer. Yeah, so it... Um, what the women did, the Women's Super League, when they had... Um, they were switching from a summer to a winter season is they had like a spring challenge whereby they all played each other like once um, and I, I think you know you would play this season until it's it's finished a 38 game season whenever that happens and then probably have like a 19 game season with no promotion or relegation maybe I'm just thinking off the top mm. of my head I should have planned in advance but just sum it that like that which is a way of correcting it and getting everything back so you, by the you effectively move right off next season yeah and yeah. affect it just next season when you can do that before it's even started and everyone knows what they're getting into you yeah. say that you have to finish this season because it's not fair on everyone else you have your promotion and relegation as planned and then you have a bit of a break and then you fit in 19 games with no promotional relegation maybe or well it depends what the clubs want I guess I mean another option it depends it's very difficult to say at the moment because we don't know how long it'll take the one thing we've agreed on is the season's got finished we don't know exactly when it will finish the other option is you don't play any cup competitions next season and just play league games Uh, I mean obviously UEFA will probably want European competition still going ahead but you could fit a 38 game season domestically into five or six months if you're playing twice a week if you've not got the FA Cup and the League Cup or you could even use it to switch the calendar around for a couple of years obviously you've got the World Cup in November and December coming up in a couple of years so you play the Euros in January maybe December, January and then basically play two summer seasons so like March to October say yeah. for two years then yeah. the World Cup's November, December in 2022 be some long dark winter nights won't they and then January come to 2023 maybe and then we just have six months of no football or something maybe just January to June or a spring series or a spring series then you got got shares in the spring series (laughs) by by 2023 we could be back on track starting in August and I guess we just had two summer seasons which would be different wouldn't it yeah and I guess like you've both touched upon there that the fact is that it's not just about this season is it this is going to have repercussions for the years to come yeah and I think the worry at the moment is that yeah it's fine the Premier League have said we will get back on April 4th all being well there's no real guarantee or even probability that all will be well and they can restart then so it's kind of like there's a big UEFA meeting with everyone on Tuesday the Premier League clubs are all meeting on Thursday but it's kind of like any solutions they do make we don't know what's going to happen so you can't confirm that any anything that is said this week will actually happen necessarily and of course so it's still all potential scenarios and and everything like that and you know English what's happening in England is different to Italy and Spain and Germany so it's even harder for people like UEFA to to sort out there's talk of like one-legged Champions League and Europa League ties because they, they want to finish that'd be great to see players playing on one leg <laughs> there's like they're through to the last dates like the FA Cup were at the quarterfinals they don't want that to to be sort of binned off there's Someone's got to give, surely, though. It seems at this position in time, there's no way, from my personal point of view, that all those competitions can finish and we can have conclusive winners of all of them in the way they were. Well, it depends how long you're willing to wait it out. Mm. 
that they they could finish. I mean, they could finish in August or September. So I I think it's I think it's probably easier for them all to finish. Like you say, you could have one-legged quarterfinals. You could do this idea that's been floated today. You almost have a final four and the Champions League final in Istanbul, whatever that is. You play the semi-finals on a yeah. like the Club World Cup was. You play the semi-finals on a Wednesday or Thursday and the final on a Saturday. I mean, it's something different. It's not ideal, but it it finishes the competition at least. So there's ways around it. But like you say, it's we were as part of my dual role here. I was tra- we were travelling back from Austria on Friday, which is a pretty surreal experience anyway, and discussing ways around it and ways to finish the season and I to be honest if it was my job now at UEFA or the Premier League to work a solution out I think I'd just quit because it's one of those things where you look at it and like imagine starting with a piece of paper yeah. thinking I've got to solve this yeah, just be like no sorry yeah. I guess the, particularly the, the issue as you touched upon with UEFA is the different FAs I mean the Italian FA have come out today and said they want the Euros postponed it might mm. suit the English FA to have the Euros in England or something in the summer because it would be good for them yeah. but it, it's the conflict of interest in UEFA and particularly when you get to the Champions League the fact that some of the tie, last 16 ties have been settled and some haven't yeah but also like it's it's not a football issue fundamentally, it's no. a societal issue. So the Euros, I mean, whether you thought it was a great idea at the time or not to have it like all around Europe, it it sounds even harder logistically now. And then, you know, UEFA can try and make a decision, but if, if they were to say, okay, let's have it all in England, and then they don't know what the UK government is going to do. And um, we've had all kinds of wild things from them and our all over 70 is going to have to stay indoors for four months. Or like, is there going to come a time where nobody can go outside and everyone has to self-isolate for mm. a, a month or, or whatever? Like, I don't know. Nobody knows. that. So UEFA can't make these plans because they don't know what what the individual governments are going to mm. going to do. So it's a big fat mess. I ideally would want a pan-European solution, certainly for the winter yeah. leagues, that would all resume and finish it at roughly the same time. Obviously, they don't all start the same weekend, but they all basically start in August and finish in May. So ideally, you'd want them all coming to the same solution of say starting in June and finishing in August or, or whatever it may be. But the problem is that different parts of Europe are at different stages with this outbreak, yeah. aren't they? Italy are far more advanced than we are, so Italy. Are more likely to have it under control two, three weeks before we are. Yeah. Spain are probably a week ahead of us, and we don't we don't know. It's not a it's not an exact science, is it? So we don't know exactly when it'll be under control. We can only look at China for how it eventually does get under control, but Italy might get it under control, and we don't. So it's it's so difficult to say across Europe this is when leagues start again. Yeah, I mean, you could sort of see how it could be finished all the leagues, but also. I mean, Guardiola said he would rather not play than play behind closed mm. doors. And, like, you could create environments whereby the games are fine. You say, these, these 23 players are fine, these 23 players are fine, let's play it mm. without any fans. But you're into you're into asterisk territory, I think. Um, <laughs> Guardiola was right about playing behind closed doors that football is... Well, he was partly right. Uh, as football fans... He was right in that football is for the fans. But I think it's inevitable some games probably will get played behind closed doors and they yeah. get played behind closed doors because fundamentally football isn't just for the fans anymore, is it? It's a massive business. And yeah. It's for the broadcasters and yeah. the advertisers. So it will get played. Games probably will get played behind closed doors and have been in other parts of Europe because the broadcasters want them on telly and have paid a lot of money for them. So it's kind of perhaps right that football should be about the fans. But... 
but it's not anymore, is Morality it? Morality not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's not just for the fans anymore. In fact, the fans are probably secondary. It's for the. For, it's for the business now, isn't it? And maybe, I mean, maybe if any good comes out of this from a footballing point of view, maybe it'll force people to look at it and say, you know, we need to recalibrate this so the football is for the fans. Yeah. The, the, it's obviously very different, but like a few, seven, eight years ago, was it, when the uh, the thing in Iceland... Oh, the, the, ash, the, ash, the ash clouds. Yeah, because yeah. Barcelona went to Milan by bus... Mm. Because um, that was deemed like the only way of them yeah. them getting there. So you could sort of see teams doing that as a way of sort of playing Champions League and, and Europa League games. But I mean, as it stands, Man City are still Premier League champions, Carabao Cup champions, FA Cup champions. So <laughs> One at all. What a way to go! Yeah, uh, but I guess, like you said, still not Champions League champions, and I no. guess it's a difficult one from City in that point of view because, of course, the fans come first and all that. But this is the best opportunity City have ever had of winning the Champions League uh, yeah maybe I, I guess that's the caveat we spoke about this in the office didn't we because the leagues are definitive about who's been the best throughout the season but I guess the cup competitions are still yeah no but I, I mean like City's result in Madrid was great amazing one of the best ever they, they've achieved I don't think I, I feel like people are talking about it with City in the Champions League like they are Liverpool in the Premier League yeah, like, oh, it's theirs. You know, mm. what, a, what a shame it would be if the Champions League ended where we've been here many times with City where they've looked like the best team in Europe and then not won the Champions League. And, you know, Real, I mean, Real Madrid are in quarantine at the moment themselves, so they're not in any great shape, but um, City are training individually as well. And I think there's no guarantee that City would get past Real Madrid so to say yeah. that they'd win the competition is uh, still a stretch. It, it is a very good chance, but they would still have, nominally speaking, five games to to navigate through, even if they got past Real Madrid. On City there, you touched upon their plans. What, what, what have you heard from the club about what they're going to be doing in terms of trying to keep fitness up and all that? I mean, like you said, it's still up in the air. They don't know when they've got a date to be back yeah, for. But Yeah, very, very little has come out really um, they had the scare with Benjamin Mendy last week with one of his players one of his family members testing positive positive was it negative negative in the end oh yeah they were taken taken to yeah. hospital as a precaution but feeling ill weren't they but um, so yeah it, it's it's very much kind of take it as it comes but I know I think United are training normally um, but City would have been training individually um, really training got cancelled on Friday afternoon and yeah they're, they're just kind of keeping keeping themselves themselves um, and waiting for instructions we should kind of know a lot more this week with UEFA from the Premier League those big conflabs but um, you could easily see that couldn't you that the statements again will just be will make further statements in the future yeah yeah I, I think they're going to try and hammer out like the big decisions Amazing, and yeah. stuff around certainly the Euros but also they're, they're going to try and get a framework to finish the season and they're going to try and get stuff for like player contracts and, and things like that so we should have a bit more a bit more from that but it is all hypothetical still Ty next couple of weeks what what does it have in store for, for you as a reporter what's what's it like Lots for you head banging on the desk I'd imagine <laughs> um, it's going to be 
well, from a purely selfish journalistic point of view, it's going to be hard work, isn't it, to fill space. I mean, football hasn't, well, football has stopped, but talking about football hasn't stopped, as you can tell from this podcast. And so if anyone's listening. Well, true, yes. Yeah. Well, we're still talking, but we're just yeah. talking, into, <laughs> talking into air. Um, but yeah, there's still, there's still newspapers to be filled, spots on websites to be filled. So it is going to be complete chaos. One of our colleagues was very swift in getting this week booked off on, on holiday. And the next week. And the next week, as soon as, uh, as, soon as it broke. So um, full credit to um, said said reporter who will remain. He usually sits in that seat. <laughs> unnamed, but would normally be on this podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, it is going to be... It, 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 we have this, like, football journalists always speak about the summer as being hard work and a bit of a drag, especially when players are off. You, you know, there's always features knocking about that you can do. And the summer, there's also transfer stories knocking about to yeah. some extent here. It's not really that. I mean, we don't even know when the transfer window is going to be at the moment. And so. that's the thing, isn't it? And I guess maybe this is, this is a disclaimer to any of you listening. Please do give us that bit of slack that we we understand everything's underpinned by the caveat. <laughs> we don't know when football's coming back. Yeah. But... I mean, normally, like, when there's two games a week or even one game a week, there's, there's follow-ups to write from those games. There's opinions to be had from those games. Now... City haven't played for... City haven't played for... Over, since the derby. Over a week since the derby. United played on Thursday and then neither team are probably going to play again. I mean, this April the 3rd, 4th day is just a placeholder, isn't it? I don't think anyone really expects games to get back underway then. So you're potentially looking at a month to six weeks maybe of no no football. Yeah, we're going to have to write two or three pieces a day. <laughs> so if anyone's got any ideas, yeah. get in touch. If anybody wants to join me in the Vanarama National League, there's plenty of room for you all here. We're all... Now. Well, that, isn't that going to be called off today? There's, it's, in, it's in the pipeline, which is worrying because I was expecting to go to Wrexham versus Boreham Wood on Saturday, but... Uh, disappointing. Disappointing. Well, uh, own health has got to come first, Rich. Exactly. Mm. But, uh, Already been denied a trip to Barrow. Yeah, exactly. And a trip to uh, Tottenham at the weekend, but uh, oh well, we go again. Dual roles again. Uh, Sai, Ty... We will be back later in the week to... Uh, will we? <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we've, we've got nothing else to do. Maybe yeah. we should just go 24-7. Rolling news. Just well, a radio station. Well, well about, yeah. I mean, it feels like a bad time to start well, a rolling 24-7 sports <laughs> podcast, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll have had updates. Yeah, so later the, the, the plan yeah. was, and this could all change, was a Friday podcast to look back at the UEFA and Premier League yeah. statements. Yeah, yeah. It could all change, like Sai said. Who knows what's going to happen? We might... Yeah, I'll get Friday booked off. Yeah. <laughs> Anything could happen. But um, yeah, bear with us and stay safe, most importantly. Listen to the advice being dished out. And uh, if you're feeling bored at home, go to the Manchester City News website, click Man City, caught in the day blog. We need all the help. There's still going to be content. There'll still be content. And like yeah. we said, Facebook page, Talking City Podcast. Please do leave any questions you have for future podcasts as well. Any maybe just general football questions as well you wanted answering about maybe what the season's tailed so far and we'll try to do some more football-y sort of podcasts or if there's any wider issues you want us to look at as well Sai, Ty, thank you for joining us Pleasure. please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and we will see you again next time <laughs>